someone who's been calling for uh, greater vaccination hubs out in his neck of the woods is Ed Husick, Western Sydney MP. He joins me on the program. Ed, good morning, mate. G'day. How are you? Yeah, not too bad. How are things out around the Druitt, uh, your uh, area, Blacktown and elsewhere? Big population. Uh, vaccination rates are on the improve, though. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, absolutely. The uh, vaccination rates have been rising and there's been a big local effort to encourage people to go out and get their first shot. Uh, we've still got a lot of work to do, though, and in certain parts of Blacktown, particularly around Mount Druitt, uh, the second dose rate is really low. And the other thing I'm concerned about, Marcus, is that uh, in the space of about a week, we've had a 1,000 extra, or well, less than a week, I'd have to say, yeah. um, a 1,000 additional uh, cases of people infected. Mm-hmm. And hospitalisation and being able to get access to help is something I'm worried about. And while uh, the government might have a rate that suggests that there are less people in hospital, we have to bear in mind... There are a lot of people receiving what's called hospital care in home and those numbers might be a lot higher and and I do worry about how quickly people um, uh, might worsen uh, if they do have COVID and what what support is available to them under a stressed hospital system. Yeah, well, we know out uh, not far from your electorate out in uh, Penrith at Nepean Hospital, there's been ambulance ramping and all the rest of it. The state government uh, in New South Wales assures us that they've done the homework on all of this. There will be obvious uh, pressure uh, come to bear on ICU departments. What about Mm. Blacktown Hospital? How's that looking? Uh, I I haven't got the latest stats on uh, Blacktown, but most people are being diverted uh, as has been reported a number of times, yeah. to other hospitals in the system. Sure. And it points to the fact, too, that uh, the system is under stress. And sure. there are different reports, for example, that suggest that the number of um, furloughed hospital staff, because there's a concern that they might have contracted or been in the presence of someone with COVID, uh, is relatively high. But it does, you know, I mean, this points to the broader thing about the need to get the vaccinations sped up. Mm. Uh, like, and, and also to make sure it's done... Uh, you know, conscious of all this talk of opening up, as you had with your last caller saying, you know, there's all this talk about opening up and there's some people that might not, might not get vaccinated till December. And this has been my big concern, that the, all the talk around the Doherty Institute modelling, the talks about how we open up, if you haven't got that, particularly in terms of second doses, I'm, I'm concerned about making sure people are fully vaccinated. You know, if we haven't got that done and we're all rushing to open up, what is the impact, particularly on vulnerable communities? And that is a discussion that has to be had publicly. Absolutely. Just want to move on to another issue, uh, mm. or in fact, two. First and foremost, I want to play a little bit of audio for you. You'll hear it. And I want to find out whether you think this was a reasonable response. I can understand people's frustration, but I, I do think the, that there has been a, a lot of misinformation about this. I mean, I live in Sydney. I, I often have to be here for work. Uh, there was no requirement to get an exemption to go to Sydney. Because I made Parliament session ended on, on Thursday. I had further meetings here with National Cabinet on Friday and, and I returned home. There was no exemption required for me to return home as I do on, on any occasion that I do have that opportunity. All right, I'll leave it there. That's a little of Scott Morrison yesterday. Uh, he was heavily criticised by, by Labor and others for double standards for his Father's Day trip to Sydney. Uh, he took the VIP jet at a cost of around $100,000, mind you, to taxpayers. Uh, you say there's one set of rules for the rest of us and another for the Prime Minister. Um, 
He reckons it's a cheap shot. What do you say? Well, he might he, he might think it's a cheap shot, but he's got to basically look at the way in which he takes or makes decisions and the way that they look relative to everyone else. People are being told that they've got rules to follow down, follow in lockdown and that they've got to, you know, we're all in this together, we're often, often told. Yeah. And I think it is important that we have, uh, you know, consistency there. And I just think the reaction from the public is the guide. They, they, the public reckons that, you know, the way in which he has made those decisions don't sit with what they have to live with day in, day out. Well, it's fair to say uh, that while hundreds of thousands of Australians were stuck in, well, in fact, millions of Australians were stuck in lockdown, uh, some say because of uh, perhaps the Prime Minister's botched vaccine rollout and quarantine failures, uh, to see it fit to you know, fly to a lockdown Sydney on the weekend using a taxpayer-funded jet does not pass the pub test. And, and I think that's what people will generally be thinking in the in the broader public. They'll be going, "Hang on, how does this how does this work?" And I just think it's something right. I apply it to myself. I, I expect others apply it to themselves as well, yeah. and rightly so. All right. And finally, uh, am I right in saying it's been a thousand days since the federal government promised a federal anti-corruption commission in line with uh, something we have in New South Wales, uh, the Independent Commission Against Corruption? Yeah, and uh, this was promised by uh, Scott Morrison a thousand days ago. They told us that they would be working to bring this in, uh, and we still don't don't have it. On 13 December, uh, after five years of, of scandals under the, under the Liberal government, they then put... Uh, Scott Morrison and then uh, Attorney General Christian Porter, they stood before the Australian people and they promised the National um, uh, Anti-Corruption Commission and nothing's happened. Um, they haven't even brought a bill before the parliament. All we've seen is a, uh, a draft, which has been so badly drafted that some have said if it ever became uh, law, it'd be the weakest watchdog in the country. And we've had all these things in the public space, sports rorts, road rorts, uh, we've had the car park rorts issue, the dodgy land deals pile up. Uh, people are expecting a higher standard and they're just not delivering it. And, it. and I'll just end on this point. Every time Scott Morrison's got a problem, he says he's got a fix. And then what happens is he lets the passage of time make, he hopes, people forget. And then he just doesn't deliver. And again, this is the problem. The standards have to be higher.